Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We've been talking about the heart, and I'm going to wrap this up tonight. Uh, start with slide 31, if you would. And um, <clears throat> just looking at our heart, and I, I understand that when our heart is, um, you know, David said, create in me a clean heart, renew a right spirit. There is a, a level of our, uh, the attack from the enemy being at our heart. And we looked at the story of Jonathan and his armor bearer. And when we started this, and I know um, Saul was discouraged and Jonathan had courage. And the opposite of courage is not always necessarily fear, but is being simply discouraged. And Elijah got discouraged. And you, um, I, I don't want a show of hands if you've ever felt discouraged, because hopefully, if we all are honest, it would be 100%. Something happens. And yet, you know, it is, um, I, I briefly saw Brother Tim and Sister Julie Collins, and uh, they had a great praise report of the Lord answering a prayer and their family, and, and they were, you know, uh, just uh, smiles and elated. And when a week ago or so, you would have, would have been slump shoulders, oh Lord, what's going on? What's going to happen? Anybody know what I'm talking about? And it go from, you know, almost discouraged to encouraged. And um, all of that has to do with our heart. And unfortunately, it's impacted by circumstances. And yet we know a God that can intervene and uh, the Bible is, you know, keeps us centered on him because no matter what we're going through circumstances, we want, if we get in his presence, we can feel encouraged even before an answer comes. That's why it's so important is that before the answer is available, before the change has happened, before whatever, you know, I can still feel encouraged and I can feel like, Lord, you are able. And uh, so that's why we stay in the presence of the Lord, because as the Bible says, that in thy presence is fullness of joy. And so when I find myself, and, and I think what I, I really want to sort of reiterate is that when I find myself discouraged or I find myself overwhelmed, it is a red flag. It is a early warning system that I'm under spiritual attack. Yes, you know, you may feel bad that this has happened, but when it starts impacting my spirit and I, I don't feel like I can praise the Lord, I don't want to be in church, I don't want to read the Bible, I just want to sit here and eat an onion and cry. That's an indicator, guess what? 
You go, but you don't understand what's happened to me. You don't understand what happened. You don't understand what they... No, but in his presence is fullness of joy. At his right hand are pleasures forevermore. And as Nehemiah said, the joy of the Lord. And then we had wait, wait on the Lord and be of good courage. And then we know also in the New Testament, Paul said, I've come to you that I want to impart some spiritual gift and strengthen and establish you that you might be encouraged and comforted by each other's faith. And so this is one of the one of the main reasons why thank you for being here on Wednesday night. Thank you for being. Why? Because if I'm going through it, maybe I can't get my own courage but if I can encourage someone else anybody ever <laughs> felt like I have a responsibility that's why the body is so important that I okay I'm man you know and here I am struggling here I am but you know what no oh, I can look at see somebody else and say you know what the Lord's going to give you strength May not even, they may not even know what I'm presently going through, but we can strengthen and establish. Amazing. You know, it's always easier sometimes to help and bless somebody else. And yet the whole waiting process can be overwhelming. And I know for all of us, when, when things don't happen like we think, the delay can produce either greater trust in God or greater frustration and discouragement. And so, believe it or not, the delay, so, you know, <clears throat> I'm going to keep waiting on you, Lord. I'm going to keep believing. You're going you're gonna to answer. You're going to do something. And you say, well, how is that possible? That's why James wrote, consider it wholly joyful. This is in the Amplified, first chapter. He opens his book. Holy joyful, when you are enveloped in or encounter trials of any sort or fall into various temptations, be assured and understand that the trial and proving of your faith is going to bring endurance and steadfastness and patience and let that have its perfect work so that you may be people perfectly, fully developed with no defects, lacking in nothing. That's hard to remember. But when I am going through it, I have to say, okay, Lord, I believe you're putting something in me. Okay, I believe you're developing something in me. Now, what, and forgive me, uh, I am not um, a good example of getting runners high. But they tell me that when you're exercising and you're, you know, you're pushing yourself and you're trying to be the marathon man that at some point you get this super, whoo, man, the resistance is... Now, I've never felt that. I've read about it. But I give out before that euphoria hits me. <laughs> I just get weary. 
Now, what I can say, though, is that we all, though, know I, I, there is not necessarily, I've not felt the high, but you know that the resistance, the pushing against is going to develop muscles. It's going to develop, you know, lift five pounds. It's going to, that resistance is going to develop whatever muscle tone. If you do sit-ups, you do one, and then you build up to where you're doing 101. It's going to have an impact on your body. All right? It may take a long time, but there it is. There it's coming. So the, knowing this, when you think spiritually, Lord, you're developing something in me. Then Jesus himself told the parable of the unjust judge and said, you know, Believe it or not, this unjust judge, uh, you know, took it for a long time. How much more will I avenge speedily when you come back? But then the next question, the next part of the verse says, Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, shall he find what? Faith. Will you keep believing? Will you keep believing? Lord, you're going to... You got this. I know you've got this. I know you've got this. And that's why Paul, when he wrote to the Philippians, he said, I know whatever state I am in to be content. I know how to be abased. I know how to abound. Everywhere in all things, I am instructed to both be full and hungry. Like better to be full than hungry. I like better to abound than be abased. But to suffer, <laughs> than to suffer need. But then he says, I can do all things. Now, I like that part of the verse. I can do all things. Whew, hallelujah, I can do all things. That encourages me. But do I know how to be abased and abound? Do I know how to suffer need? I don't want to learn that one, Lord. Huh? I want to do the I can do all things, but I don't want to go through. <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? I don't want to go <laughs> how to learn how to be content when I'm hungry. But I'm hungry, Lord. You never leave the righteous forsaken nor seed begging bread. Come on, Lord. But he said, I can, guess what? I've learned all of that. And yet I know that I can do all things through Christ. So that's why when Jonathan said, I can, the Lord can save by many or by few. And as I mentioned before, whether you want to look at the three Hebrew boys that were on the edge of the fiery furnace or whether you want to look at the numerous times that Jesus said to his own disciples, O ye of little faith. Your heart, you still don't have faith. And read the Hebrews 11th chapter. We know it's the faith chapter by faith. And it, and it goes on and it says, faith 
is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. So it takes faith to believe that God, you are still able even when I don't see it. I don't, I'm still in pain, but God, you're still able to heal. I'm still hurting, but God, you're still able. I'm sick, but God, you are able. And it is that, that when Paul wrote in Corinthians, and notice in the fourth chapter, and this is important because in the fourth chapter, he says, for the which cause we faint not, though our outward man perish, the inward man is renewed, what? Day by day. <clears throat> for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, works a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. So what I'm going through now is working on something eternal for me. So I have to keep that focus or I will get discouraged. I'll feel like, Lord, am I never going to have relief? Or I can say, man, Lord, you are really equipping me for eternity. Harder to say that sometime. Anybody? Hard to go, Lord, you're, you're getting me ready for, man. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. For we look at the things which are seen, but not of the things that are not seen. For the things which are seen are what? What did he say they are? Temporary. But the things that are not seen are eternal. So when you realize, Lord, this is about eternity. You're doing something in me right now for eternity. That can change your outlook. That change your discouragement. I know what your word said. You wouldn't treat me bad. You're my father. You're my heavenly father. You're not going to give me a stone. You're not going to do something bad to me. So if I'm going through this right now, you're going to infuse me with strength. You're going to give me. Listen to what I'm doing to my heart. And that's why when we talked about staying into the word, staying full, let the word cleanse you. You see what I'm saying? I am recognizing that my heart is under spirit. My emotions are under spiritual attack. You say, well, I, I, you know, and that's why when Paul in the next chapter in Corinthians, he said, we that are in this tabernacle, what did he mean by tabernacle? Did he mean the Old Testament tabernacle? What did that word tabernacle mean? In this human body. He said, we that are in this body, in this flesh, do groan, being burdened. Anybody ever felt those things? Not that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon, that mortality might be swallowed up of 
life. What is he saying? What we've all been doing is it becomes the moment of come quickly, Lord Jesus. Huh? Isn't that one of the prophecies of what's going to be crying from the church? Getting a call from your wife? Tell her, wait, you're in church. She wants to wish you a happy birthday. What are you saying? I'm saying that at this moment, he said, I'm clothed in this tabernacle, and it's not that I am trying to escape, but I'm ready for, to be clothed with immortality. And that's different than, oh, I just feel like dying. Huh? Oh, God, take me now. That's what Elijah was saying under the juniper tree, remember? Oh, Lord, woe is me. That's not the same as, Lord, guess what? If, you, if you're done with me, if I've learned all the lessons, I'm ready for this mortality to put on immortality. I know, he said, he that wrought for us the selfsame thing is God who hath given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. What does that word earnest mean? It's like earnest money. What does it mean to have earnest money? It's a down payment. If I came to you and I said, I want to buy your car, and I'm going to give you $100 earnest money until we can close the deal. Guess what? When you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and all the excitement and how great you felt, ran the aisles, talked in tongues, swung from the chandeliers, that's just the beginning. The earnest of what we're going to have. Whew. That was just the down payment. He said, therefore, we are always confident Always confident, knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. And then he makes that famous statement, for we walk by faith, not by sight. For we are confident and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. What are you saying? Now, that's that next thing. It's faith. When you have, when you feel set apart, when you have courage, then it's going to start working on faith. A heart that is full of faith, that you are faithful. And we know that's why I talked about how important it was to read the word, how important, excuse me, it is to stay in the word because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. And I, I understand we have all had those moments. We've all had those moments when we say, Lord, I believe, but help my... You remember the man saying, 
Lord, I, I really do believe, <clears throat> but I'm not feeling a, a lot of, I, I'm, I'm battling with some unbelief. <clears throat> That's why in Psalms, the 77th, 71st chapter, David said, but I will hope continually. And while you're hoping, what else should you be doing? And will yet praise thee. How much? What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying it's easy to run the aisles when I've been healed, when the answers come, when there's Huh? But let me tell you, when I need to run the aisles, <laughs> when I need to praise, when I need to worship, is when I'm feeling discouraged. Why? Because I'm doing it by faith. I'm doing it by faith. I, I, I can't even hardly raise my shoulder, my arm, but Lord, you are so good. Huh? Lord, you are so wonderful. <clears throat> Thank you, Sister Susan. I know you got up and got this young man to <clears throat> track down some water for me. <clears throat> what, what, what's going on? I, here's what he said. I will hope continually and will yet praise thee. What? More and more. And, and this hope, excuse me, is what Paul wrote about at the end of the book of Romans when he said, the God of hope fill you with all, what? Joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope. How? Through the power. I want to tell you something. As we get nearer and nearer the coming of the Lord, I believe it's going to be more and more important to stay full of the Holy Ghost. I think that's what the Bible says. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together so much the more. Why? Because... I think the spirits that are out there are to discourage, to frustrate, to take away peace, joy. Huh? You say, oh, well, I, I you know, and, and, and what, unfortunately, I, I have heard people mistakenly believe that if I had this, something temporary, I would be joyful. If I, if I could walk again, if I were healed, if I could, huh? If I had a million dollars, if I had, guess what? It's not going to impact. That's why the rich man, remember, that had the barns, and he said, soul, take thy knees. Guess what? All that stuff doesn't impact the heart. And so... You know, what is the hope? 
over and over, Paul wrote, and I, I didn't list all the verses because there's just so many, but you all know them. I mean, you can look them up. The Bible talks about the hope of his calling, a living hope, a, a lively hope. When we have the hope that, and, and in fact, well, the sermon, the scriptures we read in at funerals, I don't want you to sorrow when somebody dies as others who have no hope. One place Saul, Paul said that Abraham who hoped against hope. In other words, there was no hope whatsoever. In Romans, the, the fifth chapter, he said it like this, by whom we have access by faith. Romans 5, second verse, we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. And, and the key word here is we rejoice in hope. And so you say, well, I don't feel like praising the Lord. I don't feel like, I understand. I've been there. Be real. Say, my heart is overwhelmed. And what did David say? When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me. Say, but pastor, my heart is overwhelmed. Then start rejoicing in hope. I don't have anything to rejoice for. I'm in pain. I don't have anything to rejoice about. I, the Lord hadn't answered. I, I don't have anything to rejoice. Rejoice in hope. Lord, uh, rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Lord, I don't know how, but I'm guessing you're going to get glory from this somehow. Because your word said, you're, you're not putting me through this just for fun. What kind of father would it be? Oh, come here. Let me just, let me inflict a little pain on my child. Huh? We'd say, well, he's abusing them. So, Lord, you, you've got a purpose. You've got something's in mind. So I'm going to rejoice and hope that, you know what? It's going to work something in me. And that's what he goes through. We glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulations work. What? Patience. Don't like that. Patience works. Experience. Don't want that. Experience, though, works what? Hope. And hope makes not a shame because the, oh, here it is. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the why do we say, let's come, let's worship, let's raise our hands, let's rejoice, talk in tongue, get another touch of the Holy Ghost. You go, well, I don't really need that. I, it's, uh, I'm okay. Well, let me just tell you, you're going to reach a point where you're going to go, I need another dose of the Holy Ghost. It's spiritual, folks. And he goes on in Romans and said, we're saved by hope. And, and then he's very candid. He said, hope that is not seen, hope that is seen is not hope. 
you know, a while ago, I was hoping for a drink of water. And I know the fountain out there is shut down. And, and, and when Sister Susan got up, I thought, I looked in the back, I didn't see Brother Larry, and I thought, you know what? My hope is she'll find him. Huh? And against hope, <laughs> now I don't say, well, I'm hoping for a drink of water. I've got it. I can drink it. It's when it's not seen. You follow me? And so that's what Paul was saying. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For when a man sees, why does he hope for? But if we hope for what we see not, then we do by patience wait for it. And then the verses that we like. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities. For we don't know what to pray for. And so we start praying in tongues. And the Spirit makes intercession with groanings that cannot be uttered. And unfortunately for all of us, we have all have to confess that at times when we are discouraged and overwhelmed, the last thing I've wanted to do is to pray through to a tongue-talking, gully-washing, huh? I can whine pray. You know what whine praying is? You know, oh God, why me? It ain't right, Lord. It's not fair, Jesus. That's what Elijah was doing under the juniper tree. I just tried to do a little bit of good, but oh, and I know the Lord woke him up. But the, the point is, that's when you got to push your way through and pray through the Holy Ghost. Let the Holy Ghost flow through you. you say, well, I don't feel like it. I understand, but that's the, what the doctor ordered. That's what the Lord wants. And the reason I say that is because unfortunately, like Mark, the fourth chapter talked about, you know, and we, we kind of are critical about the disciples who are rowing and doing and bailing water and fighting and straining and we're doing everything. Oh, God, help us. Oh, Jesus. Huh? And he's asleep in the boat. And finally, they woke him up. You would have thought they would have, wo have awakened him. Why did it have to get to the point where they were so frustrated that they doubted he loved them? Did you notice that? They doubted that, that Jesus loved them. It was Jesus who sent them across the water. And you remember what their words were? Master, carest thou not that we perish? Don't you even love us? 
How could you be doing this to us? Unfortunately, I'm as guilty as the disciples. Getting mad at the guy that can change it all in just a word. Huh? Just in a word. It can all be different. And yet, I can get frustrated at him. Quit praying. Quit reading the Bible. Quit talking in tongues. Quit worshiping. Quit rejoicing. Huh? Not you all, me. What are you saying? We lose faith in the midst of the storm. And so what you have to do is you have to recognize, okay, somehow this is working something in me. I want to wake the Lord up. I want to rejoice. I want to worship. Why? Because I want him to know how much it's costing me and him to remember Oh, by the way, I know where you are. You're in the midst of a storm. Huh? What are you doing? I am praising him right now because I want him to, he inhabits the, I want him right here in my boat. This is the way for my graduation, for my promotion, knowing that resistance <laughs> produces faith. The last four slides, I could have put so many more. What's amazing is how many times, even when the children of Israel came out of Egypt and they went to the, they had the golden calf, and then in Deuteronomy, later in Deuteronomy, the word came that Moses recounted in Deuteronomy, the fifth chapter, sixth chapter, he he starts retelling the story of the Ten Commandments. And, and you may have read it before. I didn't put it there. I have used it. Uh, that The Bible says that the children of Israel responded when Moses came down. And, and it's a sad response. It's very sad to me. But... What they say in Deuteronomy is they say, Moses, we saw fire on that mountain and we saw all the stuff that was going on up there. And then you finally came down and we now know that uh, uh, someone can talk to God and live. But that scares us that that. Because all that fire and all that stuff that God could do scares us. And so we would rather you just go back up that mountain. Huh? Don't ask us to do it. And you just come down. And then they say this bizarre thing. Whatever you tell us to do, we'll do it. And so... It was like, that was their take on the whole mountain experience. And then the very sad part of that was, you know what the Lord's response to Moses was? They've said good. What they said was good. And he said, 
Oh, that there was a heart in them that they would obey my word. Which is why the whole purpose of the Holy Ghost was to come, was to write these things on our fleshly tables of our heart. And so when you look through the Old Testament, it was very rare that they had, people would have a heart for God. This is one of the reasons why I know you may feel like, well, I haven't been through. I wish I could have lived in that time. The very fact that we are alive now and can do this from the heart. Nobody making me. I, you know, and I understand we've all seen it, <laughs> felt it, when heard it, when a preacher would lay down the law and a preacher says you can't do this and you can't do that and it's kind of like the child and at some point you need to reach the place where you're doing it from your heart and that's the big difference and that's why and I, I, I you can turn there in your Bible or you can David had this. You can read it, and I'm through. There are so many other verses that we could talk about from the heart, having a heart for God, and I understand it's, it's not a one. I guess the thing that I want you to hear me say is that it's not one, my, one time my heart's clean and I'm never going to have it again, Okay. That's like having dirty hands. <laughs> it's like working in the garden. Guess what? You're going to have to wash up every time you go out there. There is a cleansing of the heart, a cleansing of the mind. David said it like this. I cried unto God with my voice, even unto God with my voice, and he gave ear to me. In the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord. My sore ran in the night and ceased not. My soul, my heart, my mind refused to be comforted. It says, I remembered God and was troubled. I complained. My spirit was overwhelmed. Ever been into any of that? You hold my eyes waking. I am so troubled I couldn't speak. I have considered the days of old. I have considered the Ancient times, jump on down, verse 6, what does he say I'll do? I will call to remembrance my song in the night. I will commune with my own heart and my spirit made diligent search. And he started asking himself some questions. Is the Lord going to cast off forever? Is he never going to bless me again? Is his mercy clean gone? Has his promises failed? Has God forgotten to be gracious and kind? Has any in his anger shut up his tender mercies? And he said, this is my infirmity. This is my infirmity, but I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High 
I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember thy wonders of old. I will meditate. What will I start thinking of? How I feel so bad? No, I'm going to start thinking about all the things that you have done. All the people you have healed. All the things that you've done for me. All the things you've done for others. Huh? I will remember the wonders of old things before I got here. I, you know, and, and we've had stories and we've told stories of, of individuals that how God moved, God touched, God healed, God did. I'll start remembering those things and I'll start thinking about those things. I will keep meditating on your work and I'm going to start talking about what you've done, Lord. Then I'm going to head to the sanctuary. Thy way, O God, is in the sanctuary. I'm going to church. Who is so great a God as our God? Thou art the God that do, does wonders and has declared his strength among his people. Thou hast with thine arm redeemed the people, the sons of Jacob and Joseph. What am I doing? I'm starting to praise. I wrap it up by saying, guess what? The water saw thee. Oh God, that's not Brother Jeff's sister Brenda. What was he talking about? You led them through the Red Sea. The water saw you. The depths were troubled. The clouds poured out water. The sky sent out a sound. Your arrows went abroad. The voice of your thunder was in the heavens. The lightnings lightened the world. The earth trembled and shook. Thy way is in the sea. Thy path is in great waters. And thy footsteps are now are not known. Thou ledest thy people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. What are you saying? You can read that chapter and you by the end of it, you start feeling better. Read Psalms 91. Read Psalms 77. Read Psalms 71. What are you doing? I am building up myself on my most holy faith. Start praying in the Holy Ghost. What are you doing? I am, I am saying, Lord, I want you to get my heart right. Get my heart right. Why? Because I'm fighting right now. I'm going through it right now. Get my heart right. I want to get... I want to keep my heart, guard my heart, cleanse my heart. You say, well, if I just had, if the Lord would just heal me, I wouldn't have to worry. Do you really think that? Huh? You really believe that if, if the Lord just did this one miracle? Oh, don't go there. Because you've already had too many miracles already done. Huh? Oh, Lord, if you'd just give me a new job. Oh, Lord, if you'd just touch my child. Oh, Lord, if you'd just... I, would, I could praise you forever. Guess what? <laughs> this is a, an attack by the enemy to get at my heart. Hallelujah. Let's stand. <laughs> Let's thank the